Welcome to the Discipleship Now podcast, hosted by Dr. Matthew Turner, an author, ordained minister, and father of three. Dr. Turner has pastored, held multiple ministry leadership roles, and currently serves as the Mission USA Administrator of the Congregational Holiness Church. In each episode, we'll dive into different aspects of discipleship, sharing personal stories and experiences, as well as insights and teachings from the Bible. Our hope is that this podcast will serve as a source of encouragement and inspiration for all who listen, whether you're a seasoned Christian or just beginning your journey of faith. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and join Dr. Matthew Turner on this journey of discipleship. In the last episode, I talked a lot about how that my kids have taught me so much about the Lord and about my relationship with Him. And I thought about another particular time where I was trying to explain to my oldest, Elliot, about how God can do anything. And I caught myself in my exuberance of wanting to make sure that my child knew that there was nothing that God could not do because I wanted to express to her how powerful and mighty that God truly is, that it dawned on me that that actually isn't quite true, that there are things that God cannot do. And the fact that he cannot do these few things actually makes him even better. Hello and welcome to Discipleship Now. I'm Dr. Matthew Turner, and I'm so glad that you decided to join me in this particular episode. And we always try to look at discipleship from the lens or the focal point of life, family, and ministry. And today, I hope that I can encourage you on a couple of quick things. And this is not an exhaustive or an academic study on these things, but I want to encourage you uh, on a few things that God cannot do. I also want to say happy Thanksgiving to everybody. I know that tomorrow is Thanksgiving Day. It's hard to believe that Thanksgiving is already here. But uh, I hope that wherever you are and whatever you're doing on Thanksgiving is that you turn and you take a few moments and say, God, thank you for all that you've done for me. We truly have so much to be thankful for, including the things that I'm going to share with you today. A couple of things that God cannot do. The first thing that I think about is that we know from Scripture is that God cannot lie. He cannot lie. And isn't that encouraging to you and I today is that we don't have a God that is dishonest to us or that is trying to be uh, a deceptive. And really that's the ugly truth behind a lie is that a lie is deceptive. There is deception behind the statement of a lie. And it's really a terrible thing. It A lie is an intentional mistruth. It's it's one thing to say something wrong about something that maybe we didn't understand or we didn't know. Um, for instance, uh, the world used to teach and academics used to teach years and uh, hundreds of years ago that the world was flat. And they truly believed that that was that that was it. They didn't know any different. That just that was their experience. But at some point, in some way, we learned that the world is certainly not flat, but it's round. And so there's not any mistruth or intentional mistruth back way back then to say that the earth was flat. That's what they thought was was true. 
But it's another thing to know something is not true and present it as truth. And this is what I'm so grateful about our Lord, the God that we serve. He never speaks and tells us things uh, or truths that have an underlying deception with them. God will never speak to his children and try to deceive them. Now, you contrast the Lord with, with people, and people absolutely do this all of the time. If there's anybody out there that would say that they've never lied, well, actually, they just started. <laughs> because we have all told a lie before. The scripture even talks about our hearts and about the wickedness within us. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9 says that the heart of man is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Jesus said in Mark chapter 7, verse 21, that from within and out of our heart comes evil. In Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12, and there's a way that seems right to men, but the end thereof is the ways of death. And so when you think about the stories in Scripture of the men and women uh, throughout Scripture, that some of them were terrible, terribly deceitful. And uh, even some of the heroes of our faith, David was terribly deceitful when he had a man killed or sent to the front line to be killed just simply because he wanted to be uh, with Bathsheba, another man's wife. Peter, even after being warned by Christ himself, lied and said that he did not know Jesus. And, uh, and then I think of myself and all of the lies that I've even told in my life. Um, man is deceitful. But I'm grateful that our God is not man. As a matter of fact, Numbers chapter 23, verse 19 says that God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. And so you think about all of these things and all of these people in Scripture. I'm so grateful today that our God is a God who will never lie to us. And the reason why God cannot lie and would never lie to us is, is he is incapable of lying. For the Bible tells us about God, it says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 15, that God is light and in him there's no darkness at all. It's hard for us to really truly comprehend that because, again, we have darkness within us. We Our, our hearts are evil. Our flesh is fleshly. Um, but with God, there there is no darkness at all. He is completely light. James even tells us that every good and perfect gift comes from above, and it comes from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variableness or shadow of turning. And Jesus even told us that he's the way, the truth, and the life. God is incapable of lying because he is truth. He's pure truth, pure goodness, pure love. So whatever God speaks, it's true, it's right, and it's good. And when you realize that God cannot lie and that everything that he speaks is truth, it makes you understand that you truly can trust every single thing that he says, that you can build your life upon his word because there's no darkness in him, there's no darkness in his word, there is only truth. And so, beloved, I want to encourage you today as, as we celebrate Thanksgiving this week is that we serve a God that cannot lie. But not only that, that God cannot lie, God also cannot go against his word. He never can go against his word. And this really takes the, the idea or the truth that God cannot lie really a step further uh, and tells us that 
he can't go against his word. Um, pretty soon, uh, we're going to be uh, celebrating Christmas, and I think about the incredible place in Scripture where the um, the angels declare to the shepherds, he says, glory to God in the highest and peace uh, peace with men or peace on earth with men. And, and that's Luke chapter 2, verse 14. Uh, where he said, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. There's the scripture. I needed to get it right. <laughs> but we're going to celebrate Christmas pretty soon. And and I think about the glory that the angels spoke about and the declaration that the angels gave to the shepherds when Jesus was born. They told the shepherds that born to you this day in the city of David is a savior. And it's so encouraging and amazing when you think about in the Old Testament. There's somewhere between 400 and 450 Old Testament prophecies or scriptures that foretell the coming Savior into the world. How wonderful it is to know that God would say over and over and over for hundreds and hundreds of years that there was going to be one who was going to come and save the world from their sin. And one who would not just simply cover people's sin, but one who was so far removed our sins. Scripture describes that God cast our sin as far as the east is from the west. From the west, And so you think about how many times uh, that God has disappointed, or excuse me, that man has disappointed God, and how many times God could have changed his mind and said, you know what? No, I've changed my mind. I'm not going to send the Savior in the world. They're just going to figure it out on their own. No, God could have never done that because he cannot go against his word. God said that he was going to send the, the world a Savior. He was going to send men a Savior. And God did exactly what he said. You think about the first murder in Scripture when Cain killed Abel. You think about when Noah got drunk and he exposed himself to his family. You think about Abraham and Sarah when they decided to take matters in their own hands and try to bring a child in the world in a way that God didn't did not intend. Again, you think about David when he took Bathsheba. And you think about what happened in Israel and Judah and all of the times that the world has broken the heart of God, disobeyed Him, and yet God has never went against His word. What He said, He has done. And beloved, what He has promised you, that will He do because He cannot go against His word. In Scripture, there are some 8,810 promises that are in the Bible. And they are all still just as true and powerful today as they were the day they were spoken. Specifically, the God, the, the God call, the call that God has placed on your life that He wants you to do in your life, He will never change His mind about the call that He's placed on your life. So if God's called you to preach or teach or sing or, or be a missionary or whatever it may be, God has never and will never change his mind because he cannot and will not go against his word. As a matter of fact, Paul told us in Romans chapter 11, verse 29, he said, For the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. God cannot revoke them because he spoke them and he cannot go against his word. God promises that he'll never go against his word. So when we think about the Scripture, and we we remember promises that He has given us. 
about how that he would never leave us or forsake us, about how that about how that he intends good for us and not evil and so on and so forth. All of the promises according to Scripture are yes and amen, and he will never go against his word because he's spoken his word into existence. God cannot lie, and he cannot go against his promises. And he cannot go against his word, I should say. And then I also want to encourage you that God cannot fail. He can't fail. I'm a pretty big football fan. I'm not as big as some people, I suppose, but I, I love Alabama. Uh, I love watching the NFL. I, you know, I, I just like sports. I guess I'm just a typical guy. I like sports, and and I like to 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 uh, root for teams that uh, are doing well and they're doing things right, the right way to win, and and they're putting in the work and doing great things and they're winning and that's that that's fun. Sports are fun. It's fun to watch someone win and to succeed. But you think about it for a moment. What if there was an NFL team or a college team of any sport um, that never lost a game? Never. Like in the history of the existence of that particular sport or that particular program, they've never lost a game. Imagine how many fans there would be of that, of that team. I mean, pretty much why would you root for anybody else, right? I mean, you... You know that they're never going to lose. They've never lost before, so they must. They must. Uh, it must be that they're going to win every game that they come up against. And so, can you imagine how exciting and and just how trustworthy that team would be if they've never lost a game? Well, in some ways, it's very similar to the Lord, because God has never lost. He's never failed. God has always been the victor in every situation and circumstance. Look at Scripture. Did you ever see or ever heard of a case or a problem of a war, of a circumstance that God ever failed? No, of course not. And you will never come up against an issue or a problem in which you will find that God fails you or fails in general. He will never, ever fail I mentioned this incredible story in 2 Chronicles chapter 20 last week, but even in the middle of this, this overwhelming circumstance, when Jehoshaphat feared that the, 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 the nation of Judah was soon to be overrun because of the massive army that was coming against them, God very, very plainly and amazingly showed that there is nothing that the enemy can do that he cannot overcome. And that's certainly what he did in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And beloved, that's exactly what he will do in your life as well. He will overcome the enemy in your life as you trust him, as you follow him, because God cannot fail. So what shall we say to these things? How wonderful it is to know that the promises of God are yes and amen, that God will never lie and that he will never deceive us, that he can't go against his word. There's so much that we could thank God for simply because there are things that he cannot do and that he cannot fail and he will not fail us. And so this Thanksgiving, as you gather with your family and your friends or, or whatever it is may be your custom, be sure and say, God, thank you. Thank you for the things that you can't do. 
thank you, Lord, that you can't fail, that you will not lie to me, and that you will you will never go against your word. Thank you, Lord, for what you are doing and what you can do in my life. Isn't it encouraging when you start thinking about the things that God cannot do? Well, I pray that this has been a blessing to you, and I pray until next time, the Lord will bless you and keep you. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Discipleship Now podcast hosted by Dr. Matthew Turner. We hope this episode has encouraged and inspired you on your faith journey. Don't forget to subscribe and share with others who might benefit from these conversations. Until next time, keep seeking Jesus and growing in your discipleship journey.